The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daf Chavav. Today's daf is being studied the Ailun Ishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Ailun Ishmat Moshe Ben Miriam. Mr. Mo Hittery. Allah Shalom that has his yacht site this week and these classes have been dedicated in his memory. Ruh Hashem Tanihanu Began Amen. We begin today's daf three lines down starting from the Mishnah. And the Mishnah begins Now we get to the third round of lotteries that were done in the Beit HaMikdash. Now let's review. Till now we discussed the first two. The first one was the subject of the Turumat addition, that who would get the um, the zechut to uh, clean the ashes off the mizbeach. The second pious we said was consisted of thirteen different services regarding the uh, korban ola. Actually, nine of them were concer- con- 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 concerning the korban ola, as we learned in. Yesterday's Mishnah, and then you had another four services as well. Now the Mishnah discusses the procedure of the third lottery that took place in the morning in the Beit Hamikdash. So Apayis Hashlishi Hadashim Liktoret Bo'u Vafitsu. So the administrator would announce new Kohanim that never brought the Ketoret come and be part of the lottery. Which means the ketoret was only done by a kohen that never did it before. Why? Because since we learned that the ketoret had a special sigulat to it that had made the kohen rich. So therefore, they wanted to give a shot to all the kohanim at least once in order to bring the ketoret. So the administrator would announce only hadashim. Only new kohanim that never brought the ketoret before come and join the lottery. Now she says, Somebody that never was Zohar to bring the Ketoret. And regarding the fourth and final lottery that was done in the Beit HaMikdash, Regarding this lottery, everybody was included. Both people that never served or people that got a chance before. For what? Now we learned yesterday that in the second round of lotteries there was a uh, a lot casted to decide who was going to bring up the Evarim the different Evarim up to the ramp Now, in yesterday's pious that we learned it would, the Quran would bring it up to the halfway point of the ramp, actually a little below the halfway point, and he would deposit them there. Now the Mishnah says they would take in the fourth lottery, the Kohanim that would actually take the body parts of the animal that were on the Kevish and bring it all the way up to the Mizbeah. So according to our Tanah, there's two different Kohanim that are doing the service here. The first set of Kohanim, they brought it up to the midway point, or less than the midway point of the Kevish. 
The fourth lottery is who is going to bring it from that point on the Kevish all the way up to the Mizbayah. So again, they would have to take another uh, um, another nine where in order to divide the different pieces of uh, uh, body parts, like we said in the uh, last uh, the last Mishnah. Comes the actually in the last Mishnah it was more like uh, five koanim that were moving the body parts. When the point is, whoever moved the body parts up to the halfway point, they would have to take new koanim for the, bringing it up to the rest of the Mizbeah. Okay, comes the Gemara. Tana. Me'olam lo shana adam ba. A kohen never repeated the service of the ketoret. Ma'itama. Because the ketoret would make a person wealthy. So therefore they wanted to give a person, you know, new kuanim a chance to bring the ketoret so they can enjoy the wealth. What's the reason? How do you know the ketoret brings wealth? If it's because maybe we have a juxtaposition between two pesukim. One person says, Yasimu ketorah be'apecha, that they will bring the ketoret, right? The ketoret will be smelled figuratively by the nose of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, figuratively, of course. Yasimu ketorah. And then it says right after, Barech Hashem Hilo. And God will bless uh, the person that brings the ketoret. So you see a connection between Beracha and ketoret. So the was Iyakev, that's the case, Olana Meh. <laughs> if that's the case, the one that brings the Ola also should enjoy wealth. In the same pasuk it says, Yasimu ketora be'apecha ve'chalil al-mizbeha. Chalil means the korban that is totally consumed on the mizbeha. Barech Hashem Chilo. So the Chaurah the Ola should offer the same blessing. Amar leh, the Gemara says, Ha-shchiha ve'alo-shchiha. The ketoret is less prevalent. Whereas the Qurban Ola is more prevalent. Which means they're trying to say that uh, if it's a choice between the two, which one is going to be Ma'ashir, they're going to give it to the Qurban or to the, to the uh, ritual that is less common, because otherwise everybody can become rich. When anybody that brings in Ola can become rich, so then uh, it's not a novelty anymore. So therefore it's on the less prevalent language, the Ketur, as we learned, cannot be brought as a Nidaba. The Ketur can only be brought as a Hayyuv, so therefore we'd rather say it's on the less common item that is going to bring wealth. Rashi says, It's Mr. that the Oshir is written on the less prevalent, So otherwise everybody's going to be an Ashir. Rava said, we do not find that are able to give halachic rulings de more. Mean they give halachic rulings ela de ate meshevet levi or meshevet yisachar. They either come from one of two tribes, either the tribe of Levi or the tribe of Yisachar. Levi dichtiv yoru mishpatechale Yaakov. Because by Levi it says that they will be the ones that will give the halachic decisions for Yaakov. Yoru mishpatechale Yaakov. Yisachar. How do we know that Yisachar also has the ability dichtiv? Because it says in the pasuk. 
Yisachar, and from the children of Yisachar, they will have wisdom and perception in the times, in order to, uh, to teach and to, to, to give rulings what Israel should do. So you see, Yisachar also has the ability of halakha. So that's the fact, he says. If you see somebody that's expert in halakha, you know they came to, they come from one of two tribes, either the tribe of Levi or the tribe of Yisachar. What do they mean? Maybe Yehuda as well. Yehuda The pasuk says Yehuda which is Yehuda my my lawgiver. Mehokek is somebody that legislates and gives the law. So maybe Yehuda also. So the Gemara says, no, we're not saying that somebody that just gives laws. We're saying somebody that can give the law according to the halakha. It seems that only from Levi and you and from Yisachar, they not only give halakha, but it's halakha lemaaseh. Whereas according to, to the people that come from Yehuda, true they were lawgivers, but it was not asukeh halkheta, libad halkheta. It was not the halakha lemaaseh. Their halakot were not accepted. Now, the top Tosfot over here asks a question. Yehuda Mehokeki. Now this Pasuk Yehuda Mehokeki actually finds itself in Tehilim. So Tosfot says, why did the Gemara have to bring a proof that Yehuda is, has an ability to give the Halachot? They brought a Pasuk from Tehilim. We have a Beferush Pasuk in the Torah. Yesh Makshe'a Amai Lo Maiti Medikhtiv Batorah Dikhtiv Lo Yasur Shevet Mehuda Um Chokek Meben Raglav It's a Beferush Pasuk in the Berachot of Yaakov That Yehuda is a Mehokek So why did the Gemara leave the Pasuk in the Torah And go to a Pasuk in Tehillim Ve'esh Tomar Da'ahi Beberachau Dikhtiv Abad Mehakra Maiti Sheken Hayash Mehuda Yesh Mehokekim Because from the Pasuk of the Berachot It's just a Berachah you don't see that it actually came true. But from the Pasuk in Tilim, it says, Yehuda mechokeki. You see that the Berakha actually came to fruition. So therefore they chose that Pasuk as opposed to the one that was written in the Torah. Now, there might be another way to answer this Tosfot's question. The Mefarshim point out, Actually, the Binyan Ariel over here, he says, what are you talking about? You only find Poskeh Halachot from these two Shevatim? We find Tamid Hakamim in every Shevet. Every single tribe has their scholars. So therefore, why? what's the uh, uniqueness about the tribes of Levi and Yisachar? So he points out that if we analyze the Gemara correctly, the Gemara says that these two tribes specifically produce Surba Mirabbanan Demore. But Surba Mirabbanan is a young scholar. Is a, is a, a scholar that is not old in age and still has the ability to be posek halachot. And therefore, uh, we can understand now uh, the answer to Tosfot's question. Because Ravah was coming along to say, you only found young scholars that are able to be from the Levi and Yisachar. So the Gemara says, uh, what do you mean? What about Yehuda? Now, from the Pasuk of Lo Yasur Shevet Mi Yehuda, you have no proof 
that it's referring to when they were young. However, from the Pasuk Yehuda Mechokeki, the Gemaran Sanedin learns on that Pasuk, it's referring to Ahitofel. Who was the Yehuda Mechokeki? Who was the one from Yehuda that was able to give the laws? It was referring to a fellow called Ahitofel. Now we know Ahitofel did not even live half his life. That means he died before the age of 40. And still it says on him, Yehuda Mechokeki. So that's a question the Gemara is saying. You see, that what? Yehuda also at a young age, because I'm referring to Ha'aytova, was able to give halachot. Gemara says, yeah, but it was the Alibah, So that's why specifically the Pasuk of Yehuda Mechokeki is brought, as opposed to the one in the Torah. In any event, the Gemara continues. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Yohanan said, "En mifayesin al tamid shel ben ha'arbaim." Now we know every day in the Beit Hamikdash, besides the korban tamid of Shachrit, there was also a tamid, the korban tamid in the afternoon. So Rabbi Yohanan teaches that there was no lottery for the service of the tamid shel ben ha'arbaim. Ela kohen shezachabo b'shachrit zochebo be'arbit. Which means the same kohanim that brought the parts of the animal of the Tamid Shoshar up to Mizbayah, they got the job for the Tamid Shoshar ben Arbaim. Which means they did it twice. So it was therefore there was one pious, the pious Ashini, that took care of two things. It took care of not only Tamid Shoshar, but whoever won the pious of Tamid Shoshar also got to serve Tamid Shel ben Arbaim. Now, the Tosfot over here just points out, in the second Tosfot, Temali, al We know that one of the services by the Tamid Shabbat Arbaim in the afternoon was that the Kohen would have to put two pieces of wood on the Mizbaya. They were called Shene Gezirei Aitzim. Now, we know, also we learned, that in the Tamid Shal Shachar, before they brought the Qurban Tamid, actually even before the Shechita, they would also have to put Shene Gezirei Aitzim on the Mizbaya. And we learned who put it on in the morning. So we said the Midashena Mizbaya. The one that took the ashes off the Mizbayah, they gave him some compensation, they gave him some perks, we said, and one of the things they let him do also, besides taking the ashes off the Mizbayah, he was in charge of putting the Shnegiz, it seem, on the Mizbayah as well. So we know that that was done by a separate Kohen. Now, in the afternoon, the Chaurad, you should have had a lottery to decide who does the Shnegiz, it seem. For the afternoon, which is Rabbi Yochanan, sounds like he's telling me there was no lottery for the afternoon. Whoever did the Qurban Tamid Shoshan did the Tamid Shoshan bin Arbaim. What about Shneg Yisrael So the Tosafot comes along, uh, down the Tosafot and says, He says over here, Ela nir'eh, that Rabbi Yochanan pshitaled the mitzafra mefisim nameh ashneg Yisrael shel bin Arbaim. He says, yes. One of the lotteries that were done in the morning was also to decide who's going to put the two pieces of wood in the afternoon. Just like we're saying in this Gemara, that the morning lottery helped 
to decide who's going to do the afternoon service. So then it makes sense that in the morning they would also make a special lottery to decide who's going to do the Shnei Etzim in the afternoon. Because I didn't list it. Which means in, last, in the last Mishnah that we learned, it should have said that one of the lotteries that were done in the second round was for Shnei Etzim. Which means, we have to answer, Tosfot says, we're only discussing the Kohanim that were chosen for the service of Tamit Shal Shachar in that Mishnah. That's not to say that there were not other lotteries done, and that there was other uh, Kohanim chosen for other services, but that Mishnah is only really discussing and focusing on the Kohanim that served in the Shacharit, Tamit Shal Shachar, which were 13. But of course, there was another lottery done, he says, in order to decide who's going to bring the Shnegis in the in the afternoon. Now, comes the Gemara and says, Metibe. The Gemara asks the question on Rabbi Yohanan. Keshem shemefisim shachrit, kak mefisim ben arbaim. We have a Beferuj Brighter that says that just like they made lotteries for the morning service, they made lotteries for the afternoon service. So how could you tell me, Rabbi Yohanan, that the ones that served in the morning served in the afternoon? Kitanyai biktoret. So the Yabara says that that Braita is referring to the service of the Ketoret. Which means, remember we just learned that the Ketoret, we didn't let anybody repeat. So therefore we would not allow the one that brought the Ketoret in the morning to bring the second half of it in the afternoon. Yabara says, again I repeat, Kitanya hi beketoret. Which is that Braita that said that they drew lotteries for the morning as well as the afternoon. That was for the Ketoret. As we learned earlier, that since we didn't want any Kohanim to have a, a, a repeat in bringing the Ketorah, because we wanted to give everybody a chance, and we know the Ketorah was brought twice a day, half in the morning and half in the afternoon, so the Ketorah was uh, given again by a lottery for the afternoon. But the Korban Tamid was not. The Korban Tamid, like Rabbi Yohanan taught us, was only given in the morning for the Korban Tamid Shoshahar, and whoever got the Tamid Shoshahar did the service for the Tamid Shoshahar. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? We learned the Brayta. Keshem shemefayesin lo shakrit, kak mefayesin lo arbit. Uh, we have a brighter that says that just like they would make the pious for it in Shahrid, so too they would make the pious for it in Arbit. Now the key words in this brighter would be the words Lo. Because the word Tamid, Tamid is Zakhar. Tamid is masculine. So therefore the brighter is really saying that just like they did the pious for it, meaning Lo, for their Tamid, in the morning, so they did a pious for the tamid law in the afternoon. So that's a question. The Gemara says, Ema la. Change the word law to la. And therefore it's referring to the ketoret, which is nekeba. And therefore the brighter is saying, Meaning they made a pious for the ketoret and chaharit. Kach mefisin la be'arbit. So now we have a Braita that says both the words Lo and La, which means both the Qurban Tamid and the Ketoret, there were two separate lotteries, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. 
So the Gemara says, Amar of Shmuel Bar Yitzhak, Hacha b'Shabbat Askinan. Yes, there was one day a week where they actually had to make a special lottery for the Tamid Shabbat Arbaim. And that's what this Blight is talking about. And that was on Shabbat. Why? Because we know that on Shabbat, the groups of Kohanim, the rotation would change. As we know, there were 24 Mishmarot, and they would serve one week at a time, and the changing of the shifts of Kohanim was done on Shabbat. Now, the Rashi points out that it was done at Chatzot, meaning at midday, the old Mishmar would exit, and the new Mishmar would enter. So therefore, you could not have the Kohanim that brought the Tamid Shul Shachar bring the Tamid Shul Ben Arbaim on Shabbat, because they were gone already. So therefore, on Shabbat only, you needed to take a second lottery, a second pious for the Tamid Shul Ben Arbaim. So comes the Gemara and says, Ulmai desalik adatin According to what you thought in the Havamina, which means originally we thought that there was a separate pious for Tamid Shel Ben Arbaim. So according to that Havamina, that you thought that not only was there a pious for the Tamid Shel Shah, but there was a pious for also Tamid Shel Ben Arbaim, Nefishi Lehu Payasot. So you have more Payasot. You have a, 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 an extra amount of payasot. Meaning, instead of four payasot, you have five. Because Al Mishnah said that there was actually four payasot. Right? But according to the Havamina that we were thinking, that what? That there was a special pious for also the Tamid Shabbat Arbaim. So that's a fifth pious. What's going on? Where, how could you even think for a moment? That there was an extra pious. Kabbalah says no. Mighty kulehu misafra. All the Kohanim would come in the morning at two, and they would, they would, they would, they would come. The zacheh b'shacharit zacheh. The ones that were zacheh for the olat tamid of shacharit were zacheh. The zacheh be'arbit zacheh. And the ones that was okay for Arbit would be okay as well. Meaning, they would not make a special pious. Which means, it, was, it, would, be, it would be part of the second pious. Which means, when we say there were four payasot, we learned there were four separate ceremonies. Which is the Kohanim would gather four times a day in order to make payasot. So the Gemara is saying, what do you mean? In the Hadamina, you were assuming that there was a special pious for Tamit Shabbat Arbaim. No, that's the fifth pious. No, that was part of the second pious. Meaning they wouldn't gather a separate time for that lottery. Once they were gathering for the pious of Tamit Shabbat, in that same gathering, they would also decide who would bring the Tamit Shabbat Arbaim. But the Maskanat Gemara, that's not so. The Maskanat Gemara, according to the Yohanan, there was actually no pious for Tamit Shabbat Arbaim. The Kohanim that did the Shahrit Tamit Shabbat did the Tamit Shabbat Arbaim. But yes, indeed, there was a special pious in the afternoon on Shabbat. Because of the fact that the Kohanim that were there in the morning were not there in the afternoon. And there was always a pious for the Ketoret in the afternoon as well. Comes the Gemara and continues. Harbi'i, we said, the fourth pious was what? Hadashim im yeshanim. We said, new and old. 
The reason why the Mishnah says new and old is only because like the Paisa Shilishi, which was the Ketoret, that they only said Hadashim. So then what the Mishnah says, but when it comes to the fourth one, we go back to the regular system, Hadashim V'Yishanim, everybody new and old can come and bring the bones, or the, yeah, the bones of the Ola from half the Kevish up to the Mizbaya. Matnitin Delo Kerebili Aizel bin Yaakov. The Kibbutz Zal Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yisrael ben Yaakov. Why? Nitnan, we have a Mishnah. Rabbi Yisrael ben Yaakov Omer, Hamagale Evarim la Kevish, Hu Magale Otan la Mizbeach. The same Kohanim that brought them halfway up the Mizbeach, they finish the job and they bring it up the Mizbeach. But our Tana says that no, that was actually done in two sets of Kohanim. They might come What's the source? Of this mahloket, mor savar berovam adat melech. Our tana holds right. The more people that serve, the more kavod it brings to the king. Which means there's more people now involved in the service. That you pick koanim that will bring it halfway up, then you pick another set of koanim that bring it to the mizbeach berovam adat melech. Who mor savar, but the bilayizim Yaakov holds makom shechina. Lab It's not derech er. It's in the place of the shechinah to do such a thing because it looks like it's a burden for them, as if the kohanim cannot take it all the way up to the mizbeach, as if they bring it halfway up, and as if they're worn out, and you have to bring other kohanim now to finish it. So he says not derech eres. It gives the impression as if the service is uh, burdensome. So they want to be and Yaakov says no. Let the same kohanim after they put it down halfway to mizbeach, they continue the service as well. Let's read Rashi. Who ma'ale legabea mezbeah? Oto ish. Shezaka bo leholi chola kevish. Right, that same fellow. That was okay to bring it up to the kevish. Choser u ma'ale u leharzeman le mezbeah. After a little while later, he brings up to the mezbeah. U shayum u lichinoto manichinoto mechetsio shel kevish lemata. They would put it on the midway point of the mezbeah, a little down towards. You know, the midway point down. Right, they didn't want him to do it in one shot, so they would split it up. So they don't have to go up the whole kevish. Right, because it looks like a burden. Comes the Tosafot, the second Tosafot off the bottom. We learned actually Masikat Pesachim as well. Be'erev Pesach Shachat Yisrael says the Yisrael would store the Korban Pesach. Ve'kibel Kohen and the first Kohen would receive the blood. And they would pass the blood in like a conveyor belt system all the way down to Kohen, to Kohen, to Kohen, till you got to the Kohen that was closest to the Mizbayah, and he would sprinkle it. So the Gemara says, you know why we have so many Kohanim? So the Chaurayim ask a question. What do you mean? The Bilyaz of Yaakov, why do you allow such... He agrees to that procedure. Why? Seemingly you should let one Kohen catch the blood and run to the Mizbeah. This way might seem as if it is a Tidha. 
So how come over here you agree that you can have the Kohanim pass the um, blood from hand to hand because of it of Am? It says, there it's not shiak to say it's not derech eretz. Why? Share kishayan notna lachavero lo ayah olechlo. El chozer mekabel moshit ve chozer mekabel moshit. Share rope pesachim ayah lahem. Which means the kohanim that was standing there after they would receive the blood, they wouldn't walk away. They would receive the blood, pass it over to the next kohen, and then they would receive the next container of blood and keep on passing it over. That's not a lack of derech eretz. Mashiachin over here to say that the grand puts it on the ramp and then leaves. And then let other Kohanim go bring it up. That's already not derech eretz. But to stand there and keep on serving, passing the Mizrakot back and forth, that's uh, not a problem of lack of derech eretz. On the contrary, they're standing there, continuing doing the service. Mm-hmm. So even the Be'eliyah, and Yaakov will agree to the procedure by Korban Pesach. Comes the continues. Three lines from the bottom. Amar Lo Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov itle Rabbi Yehuda. Velo Rabbi Yehuda itle Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Let's review the two she taught over here. Everybody agrees that there were only four payasot. There were four items that were uh, done in the lottery. Now, as we just learned, the Shitab Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov was that the same Kohanim that were Ma'ale the Evarim up to the Kevish halfway mark they would also bring it up to the Mizbaya mm-hmm. so that means what Al-Mishnah said the pious Hadevi'i the Bili'izah did not have because in Al-Mishnah the pious Hadevi'i is what? So then where was Rabbi Li'ezer's fourth pious? So the Gemara says, he will not hold like the Yehuda. Well, what was the Yehuda? If you remember yesterday we learned that they used to make a pious also for the Ketorit. But Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said that they would not make a special lottery for the Mahta. Which means in order to bring the ketoret, they would take a shovel, and they would shovel coals from the Mizbeah HaChitzon, and put it on the Mizbeah HaPinimi, and they would put the ketoret on it. The B Yehuda said that whoever um, got the ketoret, he would turn to the fellow to his right, and honor him to do the Mahta. So there was no special lottery for the Mahta. Well, Rabbi Li'ezer in Yaakov is going to have to say there was indeed a lottery for the Mahta. And that's the fourth pious. So therefore we have to say, everybody knows there were four payasot. Right? So we have to say, sover And then we have to go the other way. Because Rabbi Yehuda that says what? There was no pious for the Mahta. So therefore he'll hold that what? There was the fourth pious of who brings the bones and limbs from half of the Mizbayah up. Because if you're going to say that, you're gonna, they're going to hold like each other, you're going to end up having five, five payasot. And we never saw an opinion that says five. So we read this inside again. Lord, be the Ayaz of Yaakov, eat at Rabbi Yehuda. Be the Ayaz of Yaakov, that hold of Rabbi Yehuda that says... There was no pious for the Mahta. On the contrary, Rabbi Ezra Yaakov will say there was a pious for the Mahta. And that was the fourth one. And Rabbi Yehuda is not only like Rabbi Ezra Yaakov. 
Ela he holds that what? While there was no pious for the Mahtab, but there was a pious from the bringing the bones from the Kevesh up to the Mizbayah. Tim Ken Payasot. Which means, because if you're going to say that they uh, hold of each other, so therefore you're going to have less Payasot. Which means you're not going to have a fourth Payas. Which means, if you're going to say that the Bihuda agrees with the Bihuda and Yaakov, that means there was no pious, not for the Mahta and not for the bringing up the bones to the Kevish, you have less than four. And if you're going to say that uh, the B and the Ezra and Yaakov agrees to uh, Rabbi Yehuda, you're going to have less than four. And if you're going to find the Tana that says there were actually five payasot, which is if there's an opinion that says there was five, he cannot be going like both these uh, opinions. It's not going like to be the Ezra and Yaakov. Again, if you found the Shita that says five payasot, which at this point the Gemara has not found such an opinion. The law can be the Ezra bin Yaakov, because for sure, according to Ezra bin Yaakov, the uh, fourth pious was, uh, according to him, bringing the Mahta, and not like Rabbi Yehuda as well, because according to him, the fourth pious was. So therefore again, what the Gevara is trying to say is that we're forced to say that the four payasot, either the fourth payas was like Nabi Yehuda bin Yaakov, which is not like Nabi Yehuda, or like Nabi Yehuda, which is not like Nabi Yehuda bin Yaakov. However, if you find the shita that says there was actually five payasot, it cannot be going like... Not either opinion. Because if it's going like the Bidiyaz of Yaakov, you don't have the pious of Mima'ale Kevesh. And if you go like the Bidiyaz, you don't have the pious of Mahta. Ella, you're going to have to put both of them. So that's already a new opinion. You're going to have to have the opinion of Ma'ale Kevesh, and you'll have to have the opinion of Mahta. That's the only way you're going to get five. Now that's not like the opinions of the Bidiyaz and the B. So that's uh, the Gemara's conclusion. Now, Tosafot says that the truth is we might be able to explain a fifth pious. How? If you don't go like Rabbi Yohanan. What do we mean? Rabbi Yohanan is the one that told us that the Tamid Shal Shahar Kohanim did the Tamid Shal Ben Arbaim. That's Rabbi Yohanan. But could be there's a rabbi out there that will hold that no, there was a separate ties for the Tamid Shabbat Arbaim. So therefore, technically, you could say maybe there was a fifth pious. If you go like the opinion that's not like Rabbi Yohanan, if you look at the bottom Tosfot, right? Right, maybe the, that opinion is going like, not like the Yohanan that says there was a separate pious for the Tavish of Arbaim. So you're right. We're talking about five for Shahrit, not we're not leaving Ben Arbaim items. We're talking, we haven't found an opinion for the Shahrit services that would say five. Because the only way you can say five is you have to say, keep Ma'ale Kevish, 
which is not like Rabbi Eliezer and Yaakov, and keep Mahta, which is not like Rabbi Yehuda. So that opinion would not work according to that opinion. Okay, so that's the answer of the Tosafot. Now we go to the next Mishnah. So again, in conclusion, comes out according to the uh, Maskana of this piece from Mishnah to Mishnah, there was a third bias and a fourth bias. The third bias, uh, which we learned in our Mishnah, was specifically for Ketoret. That was only done for by Hadashim, because the Ketoret was Ma'ashim, want to give everybody a chance. The fourth bias was Mi Ma'aleh, Evarim and Akevish Tamizbaya, specifically like the Bihuda, and not like the Bihuda and Yaakov, who would say that the fourth pious was the pious for the Mahta, who would bring the shovel of the coals from the Mizbaya Chaitzon to Mizbaya Hapenimi. Comes the Mishnah and says, Tamid Karev Betisha Basada, Behad Asad, Bishnem Asad, Do Pachot, Velo Yoter. Amishnah now is discussing how many Kohanim were necessary to bring the Qurban Tamid. So the Mishnah says, sometimes it was done with nine, sometimes with ten Kohanim, sometimes with eleven Kohanim, and sometimes even with twelve Kohanim. Never less than nine, and never more than twelve. Ketzah. So the Mishnah says, how? Atzmo betit. Which means, it itself, on a regular normal day, the Qurban Tamid, was brought by nine Kohanim. Now, where did they get the calculation of nine Kohanim? So if you remember, we learned in yesterday's Mishnah, on Dafkat here, when we talked about the Pais Hashini, so the Mishnah listed over there, uh, five different body parts, that were brought up to the Mizbeach, by five Kohanim, plus another four uh, services, that were done. That would include the Nisukha Yayin, pouring the Yayin on the Mizbayah. That would also be referring to the uh, Minha, pouring the, putting the Minha on the Mizbayah as well. So that would take you to seven. And also you had the Shohet and you had the Zorek. So altogether in the Tamid Shabbana Arbaim, on a regular day, you had nine Kohanim that were serving. Now the Mishnah is going to give you a case of ten. Behag on Sukkot biyad echad seluchit shel ma'im harekan asara. Now on Sukkot you have to remember that at the time that they bought the tamid shel ben arba'im, besides pouring wine on the mizbeach, they had a mitzvah called nisuch habayim. So you needed a special kohen to carry the water. So you had the nine of every day, plus the one extra gland that's carrying the water, that would bring you to ten. Comes the Mishnah and continues. Ben Arbaim Behad Asar. Now the Tamid Shah Ben Arbaim would actually have eleven Kohanim. Who Atzmo Petishah? Well, the Tamid itself has nine. As we learned in the afternoon, they would have to put two pieces of wood on the Mizbayah before they put the Qurban Ola on it. That was called Shinegizidim, the two pieces of wood. So the Mishnah is telling us that was done by two separate Qur'anim. So you have the regular nine 
plus the two Kohanim for the Gezirah Aetzim. Now, we don't count those guys in the morning, the Mepharshim point out, even though there was Kohanim that put the Gezirah Aetzim on, because that was done even before the Shekhitah of the Qurban Tamid. So that's not even considered part of the Tamid service. As you remember, the, the Midashen HaMizbeach, he was the one that put the Gezirah Aetzim on the Mizbeach, so therefore he's not counted as part of the Olah process. But in the afternoon, it was done after the Shekhitah of the Olah, they would put the Gezirah, it's in there, they would put the Ola on the Mizbeach. So you had 11. Bishabbat Be'ahad Asar. Now, on Shabbat, even in the morning, you had 11 Kwanim. How? Hu Atzmo B'Tish'ah. Right? The regular Ola is 9. Bishnaim Be'yadayim Shneb Bazichel Lebona Shelechem Apanim. Now we know that on the table, Shulham, besides the Lechem Apanim, you had two spoons of Lebona, frankincense. Now on Shabbat, with the Qurban Tamil Shachar, they would take these spoons off the table, and they would pour them on the Mizbayah. So you needed two extra Kohanim, each one to carry a spoon. So you have the nine, plus the two Bazichim, which would take you also to eleven. So the only case we're missing is now is twelve. Ub Shabbat On Shabbat Sukkot. So you have the regular nine that you need for every Qurban Tamid, plus the two of the Bazichim, which is 11, plus the Nisukhamayim, which is 12. So the maximum Qurbanim that were involved in the service of the Qurban Tamid was 12 Qurbanim. Actually, let's now read the Rashi of the Mishnah. Tamid Karev. Oh, so that she answers a question that we had. You're not counting services only from Hulachat Ivarim and on. So then Shahita is not counted. So we're gonna have to figure out now where did he get nine. So it says Atzmo Becholyum Hamisha Ivarim. Oh five bring the bones and limbs up to the Mizbayah. Vehad Likinabayim and one brings the innards up on the Mizbayah. So that's six. Vehad Lisolit. One would be the Minha, that's seven. Vehad the Habitin. Uh, we said that the one Kohen is in charge of bringing the Minha of the Kohen Gadol, which is the Minhat Habitin of the Kohen Gadol every day, which was half in the morning, half in the evening, at the time of the Tamid. Vehad the Yayin. Good, and one for Yayin. So that's how you get your nine. Again, let's review the nine. It's the five limbs, it's the one innards. So that is six. You have the yayin, which is seven. The solit, which is eight. And hat habitin, which is nine. Which are all legabe the korban ola. The ha can be the Ezra Yaakov. The let the had the halat mekivish of his bayah. You have to say Amishnah is going like the Ezra Yaakov that does not say that there was a separate kohen that brought the. Uh, limbs from the Kevish up to the Mizbeah, because otherwise the minimum would be ten. So therefore this Mishnah is not going, this Mishnah is going like the Be'ezim and Yaakov. Be'chag, she'sarich shnei l'sachim, echad shel yayim, echad shel mayim. Be'yad kohen echad s'tuchit echad shel mayim. Ben arbaim, she'bechol yom shnaim be'yadam shnei gizire etzim, le'osif al atzea ma'arachah. Every day the Kohanim would have to take two pieces of wood to add them to the, uh, to the pyre. Le'arbot. Which is they're going to learn in the Gemara that you actually need two, two Kohanim. You can have one coin carrying two wood. You have to have each coin carrying one wood. In the morning, you only needed one Kohen. It says, because it says by Kohen. Now we know that actually that Kohen was the same Kohen that did the. Terumat Adeshem, as we learned earlier. Okay, now we go to the Gemara. Amar bi Abav etim arami barchama etim arabi Yohanan. El min asikin ma'im bechag ella betamit shachar. 
the mitzvah of Nisuch HaMayim that was done on Sukkot. When was it done? At what part of the, at what part of the day? So the Gemara says, it was only done by the Tamid Shel Shachar. By the morning. How do you know? Mimai, Mediktani ubi Shabbat shebetochachag, biyad echad siluchit shilmayim. The only case that the Mishnah able was able to bring me a case of 12 Kohanim was Shabbat Sukkot. How was it? You had the regular nine, the two Bazichin, which is 11, plus the Nisuch Hamayim, which is 12. If you tell me that they did the Nisuch Hamayim, in the afternoon as well, I can give you a case of 12 Kohanim on a regular weekday of Sukkot. Let's figure it out. You have the regular nine. Now in the afternoon you have an extra two of the Shnei Zireh So that's 11. Plus the Nisuch Hamayim. That's 12. Why did you have to go to Shabbat Sukkot to give me a case of 12? You could have gave me a case of Tamit Shobin Arbayim on Sukkot. It must be that they did not pour water on the Mizbeach for the Tamit Shobin Arbayim, only for the Tamid Shel Shachar. Comes Gibran says, Amar Avashayaf Anana Mitarina. We can support this. We learned it as well in a Braita. It says, Ulmanasech, to the one that was pouring the water. On the Mizbeah, and they wouldn't actually pour it on the Mizbeah. There was like a silver pipe on the side of the Mizbeah. They would pour the water in these pipes. So it says, To the Kohen that was in charge of pouring it on the Mizbeah, they would tell him, They would say, lift your hands, which means so everybody can see that you're pouring it into the pipe. Because one time there was a Tzidduki Kohen, and the Tzidduki did not believe in this ritual of the Sukhamayim. And instead of pouring it into the pipes on the Mizbeach, he poured it on his feet, he put it on the floor. So they would always tell the Kohanim, listen, put your hands high so we can see exactly where it's spilling. Now what did they do to that Kohen Tzidduki that poured the Nisukamayim on the floor? Urgamu kolaam be'etrogehen. And the entire nation stoned him to death. They pelted him with their etrogim. Shma' minna. So what do you see from here? That must be Nisukhamayim is done in the morning. Because when do you have your etrogim? In the morning. You shake the lulav in the morning. And therefore, if they were doing it in the afternoon, who says that what would they be doing with etrogim in their hands? So Allah must be from the fact that the Mishnah is going out of its way to tell us that they did it with the etrogim, it must be because it wants to show us when the time of Nisukha Maim. Which is how they pelted him. It wants to tell us the time of Nisukha Maim is in the morning at the time of Nitilat Lulav Vetrog. Tanya, we have a Braita. Actually, just, let's, just, uh, let's just catch up in Rashi's over here. Mimayim Mediktari, which the first Rashi in the Gemara. Right, the only time we're able to find 12 Kohanim is on Shabbat Ahag. If you tell me that even Ben Arbaim, they would pour the Nisukha Maim, Shel Kodim Otahag Mashkakata Yudbet, Ben Arbaim. 
you'd find 12 on Sukkot ben Arbaim. How? Atzmo petashra, ushnaim bi adam shnegi zirim, plus the two koanim with the wood, that's 11. Ve'achad bi adosh lichot shalmain, that would be 12. So we can see that you may be pouring it in the area of the sefer, which literally is a bucket of of uh, silver that's on the mizbeach. It was actually like a funnel that was on the mizbeach that they would see to it that they would pour the wine and the water in those funnels. He did not pour the water into the funnel. They didn't agree to this. Why would the Mishnah tell us how they pelted him? Comes the Gemara says, Tanya, we have a brayta. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Yomer, Minayin etamid shel ben arba'im shetaun shenei gizire aisim shenei koanim. How do you know that the tamid shel ben arba'im is brought? You have to put two gizire aisim, two pieces of wood on the mizbeach, and it's done by two separate koanim. How do you know that? Shenei emar ve'arichu aisim. And they shall set up the wood. From the fact that it says, V'arechu, it's much, but it's got to be done by two Kohanim. Im eno inyan tamid shel shachar. Well, if it's not talking about the tamid shel shachar, this pasuk, why? Dekhtiv ubi'er alea kohen etzim baboker baboker. V'arach alea. Already by the tamid shel boker, we have a pasuk already. That says one Kohen will go and put the wood on the mizbeah and burn it. So this, this pasuk of V'arechu must be talking about tamid shel ben arba. And what does it say? Plural language. So the Gemara says, "Tenau and Yana Tamitcha Ben Arbaim." So place it to the to the case of Tamitcha Ben Arbaim to teach us that why you indeed need two Kohanim to do that service of Shnegis Leoitzim. The Gemara who said, "Ve'emaidi ve'idi b'Tamitcha Shachar." Maybe both of them. Maybe the pasuk of Ve'arechu and Ubi'ed are both talking about Tamitcha Shachar. Ve'abar Akmana Avid ve'adar Avid. And the last time you got to do it twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the morning there's two procedures. Maybe first you have to go with uh, one kohen, he puts the wood on the mizbeah, and then sometime after two kohanim go and put wood on the mizbeah. How do you know that Va'arechu is referring to Tamid, Shaben Arbaim? Maybe there's two ceremonies in the morning. If they was talking about the same Tamid, Shashat, use the same word. Let the Pasuk say Ubi'ir. Right? And let it say again, Ubi'ir. From the fact that it says Ubi'ir and Ve'arechu, it's much less talking about two different ceremonies. The Gemara says, no. I'll tell you, no. If the Pasuk just wrote Ubi'ir, I would say that only one coin puts the Gizirim on the Mizbeh and Sharif, but not two. Kamashwalan, the Nabit Had, the Nabit Tre. So maybe I'll tell you, it's all talking about Shaharit. And you know why it says, Ubi'ir v'arichu? To tell me, this is the first round in Shaharit, one Kohen does it, Ubi'ir. And the second round in Shaharit, two Kohanim do it. So again, the Gemara is sticking in its question. Maybe the Bi'ir and the v'arichu is all by Shaharit. And you know why he uses different languages? To tell me that the first Gizideh and Sim are placed by one Kohen, Ubi'ir is singular. And the second v'arichu is telling me that in Shaharit as well, two Kohanim do it. 
So how do you know it's talking about the afternoon? Gemara says, "Imkain nemakra ubi'eru bi'aru iname ve'arach ve'arichu." If the pasuk was referring to the tamid shoshar, it should use the same word, just in singular than in plural. Mm-hmm. Say ubi'er, ubi'aru, or ve'arach ve'arichu. Mai ubi'er ve'arichu. What does it mean when it says one pasuk ubi'er and then the other pasuk says ve'arichu? Shma'mina kedekamrena. That what? What is referring to shaharit? Meaning the pasuk of ubi'er refers to shaharit that the kohen puts the gizri on the mizbeach one kohen and in the afternoon it says ve'arichu to teach me what that two kohanim afterwards. So that's how the bishul when Yochai learns that there's a mitzvah to place the shnei gizri at sim on the mizbeach by. Two Kwanib. Comes the Gemara further. Tani the Bihaya. The Bihaya said, Pious Paramim Yud Gimal, Paramim Yud Dalid, Paramim Tedvav, Paramim Tedzayin. The pious that was done in the Beta Megdash. Regarding the Qurban Tamid, sometimes you had 13 Kohanim, sometimes you had 14 Kohanim, sometimes you had 15, and sometimes you even had 16. How? So that she says, Paramim yud gimal kohanim asukin ba'avodat al-tamid kidatam ma'nitim b'payish shenin yud gimal kohanim zokin bo. The Mishnah we learned yesterday, that the pious Shini, there was actually 13 Kohanim. So sometimes you had 13 Kohanim. Now this is not only the 9 per se of the Tamid, but it's including also the Shochet and the uh, Zorek Adam, etc. So therefore you had, what? You had uh, 13. Tamim Yudalit, Behag. Right, on Sukkot you had 14 involved in the Qurban Tamid. Because you have to add the extra Kohen that's carrying the Yisukhamayim. Paramim Tedvav, Shabbat. How? Because on Shabbat, you had the Bazichim. Okay, you had the two spoons on a regular Shabbat. You had the regular 13, plus the extra two Kohanim that were carrying the spoons to the Mizbayah. Paramim Shishahasar, Beshabbat Shabbat You had the regular 13, plus the two spoons is uh, 15, plus you had the Nisuch which is 16. So that she's learning the sugyavi is all talking about how many Kohanim were involved in the service of the Qurban Tamid. Sometimes 13, sometimes 14, sometimes 15, sometimes 16. So the Gemara asks, What do you mean? We have a brighter that says that it was sometimes even 17. So the Gemara says... How is that possible? Kabbalah mm-hmm. says, "Ahi delo kerebili Yisrael ben Yaakov, ela kerebi Yehuda." You have to say that that bright as dafka going kerebi Yehuda. That says what? That says one of the things in the Qurban Olah process was what? That you had a special kohen that would bring the bones, the limbs okay. from the kevish up to the mizbeach. That was number seventeen. Mashiachin, it cannot be going like kerebili Yisrael ben Yaakov, because kerebili Yisrael ben Yaakov does not. Count that one. So therefore, in the Ola process, you'd only have 16 Kohanim. So the Gemara says, oh, the Brayta that says 17? Oh, that cannot be going like the Be'ezah bin Yaakov. It has to be going like the Be'uda. He doesn't count Mahta. And he counts the the, the Pais of the Be'er, which is bringing the Kevish, the bones up from the Kevish to the Mezbah. So that's the way that she 
learns this uh, this piece over here. Let's just read the Rashi over here. Ve'atanya shevaasar ahu darok lebeizer v'nyakov ela kerbi yuda ahu tana itle od kohen echad emarale evarim in a kevish of his bayach barekan yudzayin darok lebeizer v'nyakov ela kerbi yuda damalo ayapais lemachta. Good. Now, let's stop for a second. This is the way that she learned the sugya. Tosfot had a different girsa in the sugya. And it's evident when you look at the top Tosfot. The top Tosfot says, Ha'hu delo kerebi li'ezim in Yaakov udlo kerebi Yehuda. Rabbi Tosfot's girsa is that the bright of 17 is not going like anybody. Not like Rabbi li'ezim in Yaakov and not like Rabbi Yehuda. What is Tosfot's understanding of the sugya? So look at Tosfot. Ka'chi ya girsa bechol ha-sefarim. Abal Rashi muhaka begaris ela kerebi Yehuda. The girsat the sefarim would not be done. They're early the farish. So he's going to explain the girsat that he had. Atanya yudzayin perush bechol boker haya yudzayin lechol apachot velo mashkach atla ela imken hashav kol akoanim azuchim bechol apayasot. Tosfot's learning that the Gemara is telling you seventeen. It's referring to all the payasot that were done on a given day. Not only things that were related to tamid. That she's learning, it's only things that are related to the Qurban tamid. That's the way he learned the sugya. Where Tosfot's learning, no. The 17 is telling you on a given day, between all the four payasot, all together 17 items were done. So Tosfot says, Velo mashkachat Right, the second pious will get you 13. The first pious was Turumat Adeshin, that will get you to 14. Right? And the 15th would give you what? That's 15. And you have to say two for Ketoret. One for the Ketoret itself and one for the Mahta. So therefore, Yud Zayin cannot be going not like Rabbi Li'ezim and Yaakov because you have to count Kevish to the Mizbeah and it cannot be going to be Yudah because you have to count the Mahta. So again, let's review at Tosfot's learning this again. Tosfot's learning when it says meaning we have a Braita that says that all together on a given day in the Beit HaMegash there were 17 Payasot. 17 things that were given out. Now the only way you get to 17 is to say the 13 of the Tamid, which we know. The Turmat Adeshen, that's 14. You're going to have to say that what? Evarim Lakevesh, 15. Which already is not like the Bilihazim and Yaakov. And you're going to have to say Ketoret, which is 16, plus the Mahta, which is 17, which is not like the Biyuda. So that's what the Gebra So you have to answer it's not going like it's not going like no we're not discussing on 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 Shabbat we're discussing the regular pious on a given day so on a given day it gets to 17 so the only way it gets to 17 is according to the way Tosfot is made look at the Gemara Look at Tosfot, I'm sorry. And Rashid brought this Gersa down, but he asked a question on it. 
His question is like this: Why is it not like Rabbi Yehuda? Which means, Rashi says, why is it not like Rabbi Yehuda? Bottom line, how many Kohanim did you have? You needed 17 Kohanim. Why? Because even though the Kohen that does the Mahta, he might not have been involved in the lottery, it might have been giving to him, but he's still there. So therefore, the bright that can't be going to be with that contrary opinion. Which means what it says, Atanya Yudzayin. Yes, there was 17 Kohanim on a given day. Because you, you, you do include the guy that's taken the Mahta, even though he wasn't in the lottery. Tosfot says, no, no, no. He says, Nir'eli, the pshit alel ha'ashas, the Yudzayin, the Kamar, ha'inu otam shezokhin, ayedeh payas Kamar. Which means, the purpose of the Gemara is to tell us, the Afka 17 that got the lottery. If already you counted the Kohanim that were there, there's many other Kohanim. So what about the Kohanim that skinned the animal? What about the Kohanim that put the wood on the Mizbeach? Uh, or brought the wood to the Mizbeach? And therefore, comes out we have a very fundamental machlokir between Tosfot and Rashi. <coughs> How to learn the question of this Gemara? Again, Rashi was learning this sugi, I was talking about what? The services specifically to the Ola. So therefore the Gemara says, Vatanya Yudzayin. So the Gemara says, well, to have 17 services for Ola, you can only learn it according to the Biyuda. That you count Ma'aleh Kevish. So if you allow Ma'aleh Kevish, right. you have to say, it's a specific case. It's the most uh, populated case. It's the case of Qurban Ola, on Shabbat, on Sukkot. So therefore, count all the Ola services, it's 13. Plus you have another two for the uh, Bazichim. That brings you to 15. And then you have the Sukhamayim, 16. And then you'll tell me what? Mahale Evarim the Kevish. Right? The law could have been the Yaakov, which is 17. Where Tosfot saying, no, no, no. The issue over here is how many payasot did you have on a given day? So he goes, ah, oh, that's 17 on a given day. That cannot be going like anybody. Because to get to 17, you're going to need to say, you're counting Kevish and you're also counting Mahta. Comes the next Mishnah. Now we discuss other korbanot that were brought in the course of the Beit HaMikdash and we discuss how many kohanim were necessary to bring those korbanot. <clears throat> so the Mishnah says, Ayil, and I will be a ram that let's say was brought as a korban musaf on the Mu'adim. Karev be'ehad asar. Eleven kohanim. How? Habasar Bahamisha, the meat five, which means just like by the regular tamid. The meat was split up into five sections for five kwani, mm-hmm. so the ayil is also split up into five. Hakirabayim, okay, then you have the insides, that takes you to, well actually, Hakirabayim, Vasolet, Vayayin, Bishnaim, Shnaim. Two would carry the innards. Two would carry the solid for the mincha. Two would carry the yayin for the nesachim. So that would take you to eleven. 
five on the meat, and then two, two, and two, two for the solid, two for the kerabayim, and two for the ayin. So the korban, or the ayin, was eleven kwani. <coughs> now, should be pointed out that the the menha offering for an ayin is shnei esronim. So therefore, each coin would hold a. Asaron, uh, as opposed to let's say a korban tamid, it was only an asaron. That's why by the korban tamid, only one kohen carried the uh, flower, the solid. The solid. Over here was two kohen because each one carried a asaron. Now we go to the next animal, par. The par was also brought on musaf of the regalim. Karev be'aslim ba'arba'a. Our twenty-four kohenim. How? Harosh ve'aregel. <clears throat> Let's discuss the rosh and the right leg. Harosh be'echad. The head of the animal was carried up to the mizbeach by one. Ve'aregel b'shnayim. Wow. The regel meaning was carried by two kohanim. So now we're holding what by three. Okets ve'aregel. Now regarding the tail of the animal and the left leg. Well, ha'okets b'shnayim. That takes us to five. Ve'aregel b'shnayim. That takes us to seven. Hechazeh Regarding the chest and the neck. Now we know that by the neck of the animal, the liver was attached, as well as the heart, as well as the lungs. Hechazeh be'echad. The chazeh was one. Ve'agerah b'shlosha. Now we're holding by 11. Shtei yadayim, that would be the two front legs, they call the yadayim, b'shnayim. So that's already 13. Ushtei defanot b'shnayim. And the two sides of the animal was two. You know, one side for each kohen, that would take you to 15. Now, you had another nine kohanim doing the following services. Hakerabayim. The innards bringing it up to the Mizbayah, bringing the solet of the Minha and the Yayin, each one of these was done Bishlosha Shilosha. Each one was done with three. So therefore it's an additional nine. Nine for the Kirabayim, nine for the solet, nine for the Yayin. So altogether you had twenty-four. Now the Mishnah says, when was this said that you need a pious for all these korbanot? The korbanot sibur. Ah, that's only talking about when it's a public korban. About the korban yahid, let's say a person is bringing a korban ola. He wants to bring a private uh, korban ola. Which means he can choose the kohen that he wants and he can do all the services. But a korban yahid, it's up to the owner. To decide which kurba, which kohen will serve. Of course, he has to be one of the kohenim that's on call on that day in the Beit Hamikdash, and he can do all the services. Now, hefshetan v'netuchan she shel elu va'elu shavin. Now, the Mishnah concludes regarding the hefshet, the skinning of the animal, whether it's a kurban sibur or whether it's a kurban yahid, Everybody holds it can be done by Israel. You do not need a kohen to do the skinning. So, elu ve'elu hefshetam kisherim bezar. Good. Now, one last point we should mention from the bottom tosfot. If you remember yesterday's sugya regarding bringing the pieces of meat up to Mizbeach, 
we have four different shitot. Uh, one shita said derech hilucho. One said derech hefsheto. One said derech eluyo. One said derech netucho. Which means each rabbi had a different understanding of the order of the pieces that go up to mizbeach. This Mishnah, when it's discussing the Ayil, for example, or it's discussing the Pad, does not follow any of those opinions. So Tosfot points it out on the bottom. Vekashali, Teacha, Loch Ashiv, Loch Kederich Elukov, Loch Kederich Netuchov, Loch Kederich Eluyov, Loch Kederich Hefshetov, Eni Yodeh, Eze Seder Tafaslo. He says, which order is the Mishnah following? Vered Eli, Meshum de Mebayer, Elemitni Arosh, Varegel Bereshah. We had to start off with the Rosh Nerege, because we always start off with the Rosh Nerege. The Ketani Bu Aregel Bishnayim. And then we had to say the right leg. Actually, two Kohanim brought it up. So, right after that, Nakat Nami Aregel Shosmol Bishnayim. So then already we jumped to the left leg. So we just, right, we left the the normal order, because now once already we told you that the right leg had two Kohanim, we jumped to the left leg, which had two. The Ketani Aokets Ba'adem, we put the Aokets with it. Which is once we're discussing the parts that are more than one kohen, so already we jump to the get out the neck, which we said is three kohanim. So therefore, the Mishnah is really following a different order over here of numbers of how many kohanim. First, we're getting rid of all the kohanim, all the parts that were done with two or more. Then we go back to the other parts. So therefore, it's not arguing on anything we learned. They're just following a different system just to keep it, uh, to keep it uh, in the order of how many Kohanim are doing the service.